0: Please clap it It's time for the Mike Madison Show A new breed of conservative talk Now, here's your host, Mike Madison Showtime! Check this out All right, good morning and welcome to the Mike Madison Show here at 103.9 WYAB. I am your host, Mike Madison, offering up a safe space to the independent thinkers out there, beholden to no party and no politician, Uh, firmly aware that uh, probably within the realms of talk radio, conservative talk radio, I can be the proverbial turd in the punch bowl occasionally, and today may be no different. Um, I've I've got a very, I, I don't know if I'd call this a warning or exactly what I'd call it. Look, I believe the right is being played right now. Very interesting changes going on when it comes to foreign policy in the United States. And it feels to me like it is sweeping the conservatives right back into the war party again. I think that the powers that be were a a little concerned. For the first time in modern history, as far as I know, Republicans were really catching on. As a matter of fact, I got a poll to that effect about these endless wars, all of the financing, particularly through the money laundering capital of the world in uh, Kiev, in the Ukraine. Uh, I think it seems like conservatives and Republicans were starting to catch on to that, but they're coming back for you again. So let this just be a, well, we'll just call it a warning, because I can see it coming from a mile away. I'll share with you exactly what I'm seeing. And of course, you can make up your own minds. Um, I've got some quotes of the day today. A couple other comments, you know, with only two hours a week, I'm a little little hamstrung sometimes. The news moves so fast. You should see me taking notes during the course of the week. And then when it comes to showtime, boy, have I got to parse down my notes, figure out what I can get to. So we'll try to get through uh, as much of it as we can today. And then we'll be back again tomorrow, Thursdays from 9 to 10 as well. Uh, this could be the motto of the show as far as the quote of the day. Probably done it before, but it just strikes me as I return to WIAB. Last week being my first week back. I think this is a good one. This was uh, George Orwell. George Orwell said, if liberty means anything at all, it means the right to tell people what they do not want to hear. Uh, Keep that quote in context. Uh, Keep that in mind for the rest of this show. I'm going to tell you some things that I think you need to hear. Uh, You might not want to hear them, but you're going to hear them. You stay tuned. Uh, That was great picture out there going around as a meme it says uh, you know it's got the big hand with the strings attached to the little puppeteers uh, apparatus there the strings go down to a human and particularly down to the strings of the mask and it says those who know the least obey the best and this was an interesting one too Uh, there were peace protests in France I talked last week about the fact that there were peace protests here in the United States not big enough but the Libertarian Party and the People's Party came together, dropped all their domestic differences for a day, and decided that World War III was enough to come together over. Uh, it wasn't reported on, but there are peace protests erupting all over Europe, too. Europe, you can understand. They, they probably have a much more visual idea of what world wars look like. If you remember, those were fought on their streets. Uh, so they have been having some peace protests. There was a banner that read in the in some protest, I believe this was a French protest, the, the banner said helmets today. They're talking about providing all of these weapons and arms and equipment and cash to Ukraine. The sign said, quote, helmets today, tanks tomorrow, the day after tomorrow, your sons. So those are some fellow travelers uh, of mind there in uh, in France. There's one that I've missed here. Let me see if I can pull it up. I wouldn't have clipped it if I didn't think it was a good one. Let's see what this one is. Uh, Nope. I did already have that one. Uh, Here's here's an interesting one for anybody out there in the left uh, that might listen to the show. I know I've got some Democrats that listen to the show. Occasionally I'll hear from them, but I know this is a largely conservative audience. Thank you to anybody from the left or the Democrats, because I certainly want to free your mind. We're all going to need to work together to get the yoke off of us of what's coming, the world economic plans for us. Um, But this is a a, just a really it highlights to me if you're on the left and you just think that you just need more government to provide you everything. Well, there was a meme put out by the left and it said there are over three hundred and fifty thousand churches in America. So why are there two hundred thousand people sleeping on the streets? And I guess their their thing is, oh, you churchy people, why aren't you taking in the homeless people? And then right underneath that, someone has has attached a story from WSB-TV. I didn't even look to see where that was, but uh, here's the headline. Church facing $12,000 fine for letting homeless people sleep on their property. That's right. The government does not love you. To you on the left who believe that the government loves you, and if you just give them a little bit more power and a lot more money, that somehow they're going to solve all the world's ills. No, the government will come in and kick homeless people out of a church. There's the answer to your question of why they are not given refuge there. I kind of hate to give this uh, to a quote of the day. It, it kind of pollutes my segment, but I'm going to do it anyway because I don't have another place to put it. This is the, the mumbler-in-chief, the geriatric uh, mental patient that's in the White House, And uh, he made a speech the other day on guns. I thought there was something kind of interesting in this. Let me get my computer turned on here. But guess what? We're going to ban assault weapons again. Come hell or high water. (laughs) And high capacity magazines. Oh, they're so thrilled. Uh, Joe Biden says he's going to ban automatic or semi-automatic weapons. Uh, Come hell or high water. But the good news for the rest of us is (laughs) Joe's going to be meeting hell very soon. So he might be right. Hell is coming for you very soon, judging by watching you. And there is a special place in hell for a corrupt warmonger politician like uh, Joe Biden. He might even get to bunk with uh, John McCain. They'll both be looking up at us. Of course, that is only until Lindsey Graham meets his maker. uh, Because Lindsey Graham will demand Uh, to room with his boyfriend when he also uh, resides in hell. Uh, This was in a piece by John and Nisha Whitehead. I'm going to read more of it tomorrow. I had it all for today, but I don't think I can fit it all in. It's very interesting. I've talked a lot on this show about the fact that I believe, and conservatives uh, have been really kind of guilty of this, building your own police state. And John and Nisha Whitehead write a lot of uh, articles about that. Um, but he, the beginning of one of his pieces, he said, It's hard to say whether we're dealing with a kleptocracy, a government ruled by thieves, a kakistocracy, which is a government run by unprincipled career politicians, corporations, and thieves that panders to the worst vices in our nature and has little regard for the rights of, uh, of American citizens, or if we've gone straight to an idiocracy. Well, uh, I do believe idiocracy was a prophecy, and it is coming true far ahead of schedule, about 500 years too soon. But that's uh, that's difficult. We either live, you know, for all of those people out there telling you that, you know, January 6th or anything that goes on is a threat to our democracy, we, we, we haven't been a democracy probably at least since, uh, what, 1963? I think we could, maybe that's a good time to put a date on it, 1963 with the assassination of JFK. We ceased being where the people really had any voice. They went ahead and let us know. Uh, we'll be picking your leaders now. We'll be picking the policies. The people don't matter. I'm going with cacostocracy. It's a tougher one to say, I will say, but a government run by unprincipled career politicians, corporations, and thieves that panders to the worst vices in our nature and has little regard for the rights of the American citizens uh, feels about right. And then I wanted to finish uh, with this real quick. This was a piece, uh, I say, make America Peru again. Well, maybe not again. I don't guess we've ever been Peru. But they are setting a great precedent down in Peru. Check this out. Last week, the U.S. State Department authorized the extradition of former Peruvian President Alejandro Toledo. uh, Toledo. I'm sure it's not pronounced that way. After his home country has long sought to try him on corruption charges, the 76-year-old has resided in the U.S. since he left office in 2006. He's been under U.S. house arrest and is the latest in a long line of Peruvian leaders who have faced corruption charges. Uh, But his return to Peruvian custody has sparked concerns over where to house him, given that a special prison built for disgraced former presidents has already run out of space. (laughs) There are so many ex-presidents behind bars in Peru that there's literally no more space to put them in specialized units away from general population inmates. Now, I would implore the Peruvian officials, the Peruvian government, no need to provide them special accommodations. Gen Pop is just fine. Go ahead and stick them in with the rest of everybody else. But the Peruvians are running out of space from all their jailed ex-presidents. I have said many times. I believe every single president in modern history, Republican and Democrat, are at the very least war criminals. And for many of them, even more than that, uh, we need to start, as the, as people like to say, stacking them like cordwood. We'll never run out of space. The prison camp that we've built here in the United States, the number of prisons we've got, more on that tomorrow. But we've got plenty of room for them. Let's start arresting our politicians as well. Be right back. I was born a shotgun in my head. And the good, I'll make my final stand. Yeah, and that's why they call me. Hey, I can't deny. All right, we are back. This is the Mike Madison Show 1039 WIAB. Thanks for joining me. I wanted to. You've seen the story about Jalen Carter? It's incredibly sad. Jalen Carter is the big uh, football star from University of Georgia. I spent my first two years at UGA, so I'm a fan of the football program. He's a very talented athlete, uh, but he was involved in a car cl- crash, apparently within hours of them winning the national championship, which makes this even more tragic. And apparently he was doing something incredibly dumb that he had a record of doing dumb things. Now, let's not always ever forget that these these are kids. Boy, if I I talk about this with my friends pretty regularly. The stupid things we did when we were in our late teens and early 20s, particularly when it came to vehicles, it is amazing that we survived. And this was a tragic accident. Killed one of his teammates and I believe one, uh, one cute girl on their recruiting team just right after the national championship. It's really, really a horrible story. Uh, nothing suggests that he did this on purpose or wanted to kill those two people. Uh, But he's going to pay a heavy price for this. We'll see exactly what goes on. He's predicted to go into the NFL draft, you know, uh, coming up here and be a top prospect. And he should face some consequences for this. There's absolutely no doubt about it. Two people lost their lives through his reckless behavior. He apparently had a record of getting ticketed for reckless behavior. But I find this a little, just a tad bit frustrating. He did accidentally kill two people. Uh, complete stupidity, really no excuse for doing something so dumb. He's young and dumb, and I, gosh, I'm so lucky I escaped not hurting anybody when I was a kid in a car. But there was no malice. This was an accident. And, and the reason that I bring this out, now just think about Joe Biden, Donald Trump, Lindsey Graham, Barack Obama, George Bush, Bill Clinton. The list is endless. They have purposefully, purposefully directed actions That have resulted in the deaths of millions of people. They did it on purpose. They are lauded. They are brought out to think tanks and cocktail parties. They have endless uh, Secret Service protection, big cushy benefits. Uh, They write book deals. They live the life of the oligarchy here in the United States. They are all, as I said before the break, in my opinion, they're guilty of war crimes. And yet Jalen Carter makes a stupid mistake, stupid, stupid, tragic mistake on one night. He'll pay for it for the rest of his lives. Our political class that is responsible for millions of times the deaths of what Jalen Carter's been accused of. I'm not saying let Jalen Carter off with nothing. There's There's some nuance here. It's not black and white. But the, the idea that Barack Obama can win the Nobel Peace Prize and then drop more bombs and start five new wars in the Middle East against countries that did nothing to us and be responsible for wrecking countries and murdering moms and dads, brothers and sisters, sons and daughters, babies. And he's living on Martha's Vineyards on the coast. Strange for his climate change things. But anyway, um, I wanted to comment on this, too. Well, this, you know, I'm, I'm a little behind the times on a few things, but I like to get my two cents in just to give you. Uh, he's always trying to give you a little something. If I don't hear it somewhere else in the media, I'll probably uh, interject it here. Scott Adams. Scott Adams is a genius. An absolute genius. Now, I don't like him at all. But it's been very interesting. Uh, you know, the Scott Adams stuff where he came out and he read this poll. He read this poll saying that 47 percent of blacks don't uh, think it's OK to be white. And he went on this big diatribe. Uh, Look, Scott Adams, number one. I've never gotten the Dilbert thing. I've never understood it. Now, I've never had an office job, a cubicle job. Maybe it's funny if you've been in there. I just, eh. I've been seeing people who are trying to pump up Scott Adams now that he's really tried to be as controversial as he can by reporting on this poll. And, uh, you know, they talk about the genius of whether or not Dilbert's tie is curled up or down or somebody's tie. I don't even know. But I've always found Scott Adams to be pompous. And he is known to be somebody—he he brags about the fact he's very—I uh, uh, he, he, think he uses NLP. What is that? Neuro-linguistic programming on people. He's a hypnotist. And it was very interesting for me to watch this blow up and watch the conservatives rally to the side of Scott Adams. He's speaking it like it is because of this ridiculous poll. And when you look at this poll— this poll that was taken about it not being okay to be white. First of all, why in the hell would you ever ask that question of anybody in the first place at all? I believe this is all uh, purposeful distraction and division stuff. This is the only way the elites can get away with anything. Pit us against each other. But I think the poll, I think the number of black people who answered the poll that it wasn't okay to be white, if that's even a legitimate number, was something like 160, 163 people, I, I think. Don't quote me on that. But it was obviously not some national poll. It wasn't it wasn't on the ballot in a presidential year. It was it was a a small poll that was taken out. So Scott Adams jumps on it. And basically, he says, uh, white people, you need to just get away from black people. They don't think it's okay. Oh, and and see what Scott Adams did was this was right on the heels of Scott Adams being very uh, holier than thou on the COVID issue for several years where he basically looked down his nose at anybody who did not accept the air quotes here in the studio, science. He, he bought into all of the COVID hysteria, including the vaccines, and he basically called anybody who didn't buy into that stuff. He basically referred to you as a bumpkin. And then a couple of months ago, he put out this kind of strange thing where he, he basically said, well, it looks like it looks like the conspiracy theorists, you know, that's what they call us. It looks like they, they won. He didn't say they were right. He didn't say they were smarter than us. He didn't say they figured it out. He didn't say they used their reason and came to better conclusions. No, he said you won. And then he goes on to say, basically, you just got lucky. It was a 50-50 shot. You know, I mean, some people guessed that the mask wouldn't work. Some people guessed that the shot would be bad for us. We, You know, basically, he just did this. He He came out as just completely wrong in everything, yet still trying to maintain his high level of esteem and intellectual. I've never been a fan of Scott Adams, but to watch him now be embraced by the right because he does this. And, and basically what he did was he looked around and went, oh, boy, I look like an absolute idiot on this COVID issue. I was wrong on everything, and I, I really talked down to some people. So I know what I'll do. And he sat around and he saw this poll and he went, "Ooh, I'm going to put out something really provocative, really raise a ruckus. And now he's saying that he's, it's some grand plan. He's going to bust the media for canceling him because they took it out of context. He's got this whole great plan. He's just manipulating everybody. I mean, I, I guess he's a genius. But certainly he's got him in the headlines. I'm sure a lot of people will be rabid fans now. People don't listen to my show. They don't remember. think about this. They just react. Oh, Scott Adams, he, he really said what I wanted to say. You know, some of these ridiculous things. Anyway, I've just, it's been kind of hard to watch. I believe he's uh, quite the condescending jerk, uh, in my opinion. But I don't know the man. I could be completely wrong. It's just, you know, you get a gut feeling on some of those people. And then there's another talking head I just wanted to comment on real quick. And that is Jordan Peterson. Now, Jordan Peterson is somebody who has said some interesting things over the years. He certainly has been on the right side of the woke stuff, and the attacks on him have been absolutely ridiculous. But I don't fall in love with really really anybody. There's a lot of people I admire. I I really admire uh, Ron Paul. I admire Thomas Massey. There, There are people that I admire out there, but I'm ready for them to betray me. And so I don't fall in love. I just appreciate the things that they do. And when they do something wrong, I'm free then because I didn't fall in love. I'm free them to criticize them and try to keep them on track. If the American people did that, we'd have a totally different result coming out of Washington, D.C. So Jordan Peterson has said some interesting things over the years. And then I ran across this clip. What the hell is wrong with these people? By this story today, you know, you could always put pen to paper and write your congressman or your senator or, and let them know that you're not all that happy about the situation in Iran, and that if uh, the politicians got their act together and were stalwart in their opposition to this fundamentalist, totalitarian, mis- misogynistic, brutal regime, that maybe it could be pushed over, and that would be a nice object lesson to totalitarian tyrants everywhere in the world. If any yeah. of yeah, so there we go. There's Jordan Peterson. He's got this novel idea. He he says you should write your congressman uh, for regime change. If you don't like what you're hearing about the government in Iran, authoritarian, misogynistic, just write your congressman. Let's overthrow that country, too. <laughs> Holy cow. This is again, again, one of these things. Right? And this is just leading me to the rest of today's show. The right has these heroes. I think they are coming back around for you. It's, it's almost like, you know, they, they took off on the train towards the war with Ukraine. And, and then they looked and they, they realized, man, people are getting off this train. Holy cow, who is that? Is it the left? You know, the left used to be anti-war. No, the Democrats are all firmly on the train cheering war, 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 war. They, they're noticing that they've left a lot of people from the right behind. And so you've got right-wing media outlets, and I'm going to play some of these things for you in a second. Uh, they're coming back for you on the right to make sure they, they don't understand. How did you turn your back on the war machine? Now, I know you turned your back on the war machine because you're smart enough to realize what a con these endless wars are and these hostilities and the story about Russia and Ukraine. It's just it's so easy to see how badly we're on the wrong side of history in this thing. I won't spend a lot of time on that, but it's easy to see. So Republicans and conservatives, many people on the right and some great people on the left, too are against this thing well for those of you on the right who may resist the endless spending for ukraine they are circling back to get your support again i'll show you what i'm talking about when we come back a little bit of loneliness a little bit of disregard handful of complaints but i can't help the fact that everyone can see these scars what i want you to want what i want you to feel but it's like no matter what i do i can't convince you to just believe this is real so let go watching you turn your back like you always do away so and pretend that I'm not but I'll be here because you're all that I got All right we are back this is the Mike Madison show 1039 WIEB. thanks for joining me today uh, this is uh I'm just warning you on the right. I'm, I'm calling your attention to something I think it'll be very easy for you to see what's going on when I get done with the next uh, half of this show today. Um, I can't sit back and watch it. To be honest with you, most of the stories that I have right now, I didn't plan on doing today. I kind of had them in the back hopper, some other things I wanted to get to, but I I, I can't take it anymore. They have duped the Democrats with Ukraine, but a lot of Republicans are not buying it. For the first time in my lifetime that I've ever seen it, uh, conservatives, the right, Republicans are challenging defense spending for the first time I've ever seen it. It's a beautiful thing to behold. Uh, A Pew Research poll conducted in January found 40% of Republicans thought the White House was sending too much money, uh, military aid to Ukraine. That number is up from 9% a year ago. Among Democrats, only 15% believe Washington is sending too many weapons. (laughs) You gotta love the, the loving left and their thirst for blood when it comes to the Russians. Very odd, isn't it? Uh, that is compared to 23% of blue voters who want President Biden to send more arms. So you got 40% up from 9% last year. That's a beautiful thing. And I don't know who the hell the other 60% are that are still, still can't see through the funding of Nazis in a horribly corrupt country. Can't see the encirclement of Russia. I won't go into it. I don't know how they can miss it, but I guess they're not paying attention to anything. Uh, but 40% of conservatives, for the first time in my memory, First time, in my knowledge, are rebelling against this endless military spending. Here's what I know. And if you're honest with yourself, I think you'd know this, too. If this was Trump giving money to Ukraine, the numbers would be completely flipped, right? Because partisans, people who, who fall in love with parties or politicians, really can't afford core beliefs. It's too hard. You've got to just trust your guy or your party. But right now, the Republicans are certainly closer to the right side of history. Not enough. 40% is good, but it's not enough. Anyway, conservatives are catching on, so they are coming back around for you. They're going to give you a cause that you will support. And I'm noticing the, the complete narrative change just over the last couple of weeks. Uh, they are coming to you, uh, for you conservatives with China. See, it's Republicans and conservatives who I hear screaming the loudest for more weapons for Taiwan. Of course, Nancy Pelosi went over there, too. Finally, conservatives agree with Nancy Pelosi on something. Isn't that interesting? Nancy Pelosi is playing the theater game, too, of, oh, my gosh. what? And what's interesting is to listen to the right say, rightfully, I agree with you, when you say, this is a border skirmish in Ukraine. It has nothing to do with the United States. They need to settle their own problems over there. And you're right. But then I hear the conservatives and Republicans say, except Taiwan. If they go after Taiwan, which is a neighbor, and China considers it already a part of China, that's another border skirmish. I've said before, in Taiwan, one of the two major parties in Taiwan is pro-China. Pro being part of China. That means a large portion of the people in Taiwan are even fine with being with China. Now, I don't want it for them. I don't like China's communist government. But to watch conservatives say on the one side of their mouth, well, that's a Ukraine and Russia deal. We shouldn't even be involved in it. Forty percent of you think that. But about 90 percent of you think that. You, but we got to help Iran, We got to help Taiwan. We got to go to war if Taiwan is attacked. They're coming for you. It's happening right now. Now, here are some drudge headlines. To prep for Pacific Island fight, Marines hide and attack in California. Oh, they're training for it. Underneath that was a massive big headline. Pictures of the communist Chinese army and formation marching. It says China military buildup. I think the number in that, I don't have the story pulled up. I think the number is that they have boosted their defense spending to something like $280 billion, up from $220 billion. We've sent that, that increase, we've sent more than that just to Ukraine, and we spend over $850 billion on our military. <laughs> but we're supposed to freak out because China's spent an extra 60 uh, I would think it would be prudent for any country who might be involved in World War III, started by the West, to maybe beef up defenses. Uh, so they are getting ready to play you all for fools. Because the focus is now on China. So congratulations. They're about to give you a reason that you can start feeding the defense industry again. Uh, Here's the how it's been how it's been mutating here. I'll play you a couple of clips here first. And I've talked about this before. Who was it first? What was the big uh, the big attack on China first? First, it was TikTok. Now, the U.S. House of Foreign Affairs Committee has voted to give President Joe Biden new powers for an outright ban of TikTok and other social media apps. Now, do you hear that? Did, did, I'm going to play that again. This is a Republican-led House now, right? They run all these committees. Listen to what Republicans just voted for out of committee. Now, the U.S. House of Foreign Affairs Committee has voted to give President Joe Biden new powers for an outright ban of TikTok and other social media apps. So there you go. The Republicans just gave the mental patient in the White House the power to just wave a magic wand and get rid of any apps he wants to get rid of. Now, many of you think, well, I've been told by all my conservative pundits that we got to get rid of this TikTok. Okay. If you really believe that, I hate TikTok. I think it's destroying American minds. But if you don't like that, uh, then maybe Congress should pass a bill to get rid of TikTok. I'm fine with the idea that the Chinese are spying on us. I mean, I don't like it, but uh, I'll accept that. Facebook's spying on us. Instagram's spying on us. YouTube's spying on us. Google's spying on us. They're all spying on us. But if you really want to get rid of TikTok, then why doesn't Congress pass a law? Instead, what they're voting to do. This is Republican led. They're voting to give Joe Biden a new power. The, just one guy. Now, Joe Biden's not long for this world and certainly not long for the office, longer than any of us really want to admit. He, he might be there two more years, which he'll do a lot of damage in that two years. But eventually it'll be handed off to somebody next. And I don't care who it is, be it Trump or Kamala, or Hillary, or anybody. This is Republicans voting to give one human being in the United States the power now to just say, "I don't like that app." For all of you out there uh, thinking that you're gonna, you're gonna communicate to get your side of the Civil War going on Telegram. Oh no, you won't, because it's only gonna take one person in the White House that goes, "Get rid of te- Telegram. Get get rid of Parler. Get rid of Gab." The Republicans are voting to give one person, the president of the United States, whoever it be, the power to just wave a wand and get rid of an entire app. That's the Republicans' response. And I still believe that they are all taking money from Silicon Valley here in the United States because TikTok is beating them in the market, and they're just trying to get rid of a competitor. But they've got you all energized about how how dangerous TikTok is. Uh, after TikTok, then it was what? Anybody remember from last week? The balloon! Oh my God! The balloon! (laughs) It's a balloon! I I forgot my funniest observation about what I saw. I I made fun of everybody last week about the fact that everybody lost their ever-loving minds on this stupid balloon, not thinking for the fact that the Chinese have—we've got—we're being crisscrossed by satellites every single day. They can tell; they could read a license plate on the back of your kid's toy Tonka truck in the backyard right now but you're worried about this balloon. Uh, Republicans and conservative media acted about the balloon. Did, did you Do you remember during some campaign thing? I think it might have been when Hillary either was at a campaign stop or she had won the Democratic nomination, and they dropped balloons and she made this weird face. She looked up at them like she was just enthralled, mesmerized by the balloons dropping. <laughs> That's what Republicans reminded me of and conservatives reminds me of with the balloon. They were so, uh, so uh, enamored with it. So that was the second thing. So first you had the TikTok, Then you get the balloon, right? Let's see what they had to say about that. Congress enjoys a rare bipartisan moment today when lawmakers come together to address China. NPR congressional correspondent Deirdre Walsh reports. Wisconsin Republican Mike Gallagher chairs a new House committee created to put a spotlight on the threats posed by China. He says a recent news story made that job a little easier. A Chinese spy balloon drifting over the country and circling our our nuclear ICBM facilities has a way of... Uh, Does anybody remember a circling? I mean, my understanding of a balloon, pretty dependent on uh, weather patterns and wind and stuff. Did it it circle? Did it do a drive-by, a a fly-by? So this is your Republican talking about... I'm going to skip ahead in this because I'm going to run a little short on time. But see, they are ready. They are charging you up. You on the right, who finally caught a clue. Apologies for making that sound condescending. I don't mean to. I'm so thrilled to see people catching on to this Ukraine scam finally. But they are coming back for you here. Let me see if I can get this clip up to Marco Rubio. The top Republican on the Senate Intelligence Committee. This is not just a military challenge. China has fused its commercial, military, technological applications in ways no other nation ever has. So um, it's a multifaceted challenge. Part of that challenge... So, is- so there's Marco Rubio. I, what, I find it a little funny to that one because uh, he says, you know, this is a country who has melded their, what did he say, their government, their corporations, and their technology companies in ways we've never seen before. They've done the exact same thing here. <laughs> is he not paying attention? That Silicon Valley and the government, big tech, big corporations have all been working together to start these wars, to censor uh, many people across the Internet. I mean, that exact same thing is happening here. But Marco Rubio's job is to go out and sell weapons. He's got to make sure all you conservatives who fell out of love with his Ukraine war, he's got a new war to sell you. And I want to play this real quick and then I got to take a break. This one was almost funny. This is a CNN report. This is a CNN report. Now, I think he may tell you where he is reporting from. If not, I sure as hell will. The air crew here identifies it as a J-11, a two-seater that they say is armed with air-to-air missiles. And it's been shadowing this U.S. Navy plane now for about 15 minutes. It is pretty remarkable to see this Chinese warplane operating at such close proximity. Just several hundred feet away from our aircraft. So let me tell you what this is. This is a CNN reporter in a U.S. spy plane over the South China Sea on the border of China, really talking about how aggressive the Chinese military is being. (laughs) He's in a U.S. Navy spy plane. He's surprised to see that the Chinese have responded with one of their own jets to follow it. (gasps) He's been following us for 15 minutes. Yeah, well, maybe if you weren't flying a spy plane on their border, you wouldn't be encountering a, a Chinese fighter jet. Maybe I'm the one, maybe I'm the one who is the schizophrenic. Psycho, yeah, maybe I'm the one, maybe I'm the one, who is the schizophrenic psycho. She lays down on the grass she can make All right, final segment for the day. I'm going to make my closing argument here. So they are trying to sell you on war with China, and they've got a running start. Uh, I have seen conservatives say, well, I mean, I guess after 16 years in Iraq and Afghanistan, the conservatives started to get a little tired of that, too. And God love Trump for coming out and saying we shouldn't be fighting these wars. It gave a lot of cover to conservatives to say, hey, yeah, I think he's right. Well, and now you've caught on to the Ukraine thing, but they're not leaving you behind. They need your support. They need to be able to strip you of your wealth. They don't want any of these pesky peace rallies. They, they need conservatives to get back in line where you were just a few years ago and support anything. When they say national security, you're supposed to click your heels. So they've lost you on Ukraine. I guess they've given up on that. That's probably encouraging news. This Ukraine thing is such a debacle and so obviously patently absurd that they just can't go back and try to redo... Now, they may do a false flag, nuke attack, or something like that. They'll try to get you to rah-rah, you know, cheer on the cheer on the war. But they, they seem to be moving on. So I am here trying to step in front and go, look, you're about to get conned again. Look, when they come for your nana, when they're calling your nana and trying to sell her something, and you realize you go through her checking account, you realize she's got $1,000 a month going, out, <laughs> going to somebody over in Singapore... You know, you step in and you go, Nana, what are you doing? You know, you you stop the con. This is me right now. I'm trying to stop the con before it starts. So they started out with TikTok. And of course, there's a whole bunch of other things. Uh, And then the balloon, right? The balloon. Oh, my God, the balloon. And now, just in this past week, they're admitting the lab leak. Energy Department came out with a report, made all the rounds. Of course, we all know Wuhan lab uh, for a Wuhan. We know this thing came out of a lab leak. They're not ever going to talk about American involvement in it, but they're going to use the lab leak now. See, you think you're you're getting to go. We were right. We were right. Well, they're they're using you. Oh, they're going to let you feel like you were right. But they're going to pin this all on China and maybe China's responsible for it. I'm just telling you. America was involved in this thing. At the very least, even if they purposely let out COVID, America was funding that gain-of-function research. Uh, the FBI. In an interview with Fox News, Brett Bayer last Tuesday, FBI Director Chris Ray said, quote, the FBI is known for quite some time now, assessed that the origins of the pandemic are most likely a potential lab incident in Wuhan. Known for a long time. Why come out with it now? You ever ask yourself why now they would allow this to suddenly go mainstream after for years calling you a conspiracy theorist? It's because you're, they're playing you again. They're shifting the focus to get the war with China going, the hostilities. We need defense spinning against China now. You don't believe me? Here is our own uh, nut job. Uh, nut job uh, def- now, this is here. we go. This is Fox News. Fox News alert just the last few minutes, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin putting out a brand new warning on China. It's a letter to the force, meaning all of the troops serving under our flag. And he makes it clear that China is the military's top priority, quote, an increasingly aggressive China is trying to reshape the international rules based system to suit its authoritarian preferences. (laughs) This is a generational challenge and the department will rise to meet it. Welcome back. Okay, of course this was another Fox News alert. They got it on the banner alert. So now, if you're on the right and you believe that well, China's the war we should have because Trump doesn't like China. Trump Trump said we need to take on China. Well, now you agree with Lloyd Austin, Joe Biden's guy at the at the Pentagon. And then there was this. Ex Senator, Senator, I believe if you can defeat a strategic adversary not using any U.S. troops, you're at the acme of professionalism because letting the Ukrainians defeat that it takes an off op- it takes a. Strategic adversary off the table, and then we can focus where we should be focusing against our primary adversary, which is China at this time. Ding, ding, ding. Uh, and I, and I, the concern I've got is I don't think we need to put Americans' troops there. And if we fail in this, we may have to fight another European war, be the third time. And and I don't think we should do that or need to do that as well. So anyway, that is uh, Mike Pence's a uh, former advisor General, retired General Keith Kellogg, as he tells you. China's our main focus. We don't want to send any boys and girls over to Ukraine if we can help it because China's our real adversary. They are pivoting you towards now a China war. Conservatives, for the love of God, don't buy this one. I don't like China. What a brutal, horrible government. They're financially unstable, they're very fragile, but they're not coming over here to get our stuff. Do not let them dupe you into another huge war. And I tell you what, if they try Russia and China at the same time, it ain't going to work. I'll that's all the time I got for today. Sorry about the alarm there. Uh, that's all the time I got today. I'll finish up more on this tomorrow. Stick around for that. See you tomorrow. Bye. A, ready the the a, ready How you like me now? I say, we So what you talking about? I'm not running out my mouth. I know this without a doubt. if you know these streets,